Hello and welcome everyone to My Life in Games with Silas and Sage. And in this episode, we have a special guest with us, Gunslinger Gaming Admin, Mick Murphy. And hey. he'll be talking with us about uh, several subjects. Welcome. So, Great to have you here. Hey, thank you, thank you. Let's uh, start off with a little bit of catch-up like uh, Sage and I. What you been playing lately, Sage? Uh, still still on the Division kick. You know, I, I, I pretty much live in Division land. I'm, I'm always trying to take back New York with the fellow Division Knights. Uh, it's been good. There's been a lot of uh, talk right now of uh, ETF Charlie. So there's, there's a group of individuals that are selected to go to, um, to one of the studios. I guess they're going to uh, the UK this time for ETF Charlie, and they give feedback, just regular everyday gamers give feedback um, about what they would like to see. And not only that, they get to try out uh, the next update and kind of get an idea of what the developers are doing and what they go through on a daily basis. And this is this is the third one. Um, so it's kind of a big deal. And actually one of, yeah. one of uh, our friends, Silas Binary, was chosen to go to uh, ETF. Yeah, I, I think uh, he uh, put a tweet out or something. I think I saw something about that. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. So I'm happy for it. That's my champion right there. I love that guy. Um, <laughs> and so he's going representing the community and um, uh, as well as, as several other people that uh, that we know. So that's really exciting. So it's been a lot of division. Outside of that, it's been Elder Scrolls Online. I'm, I'm getting ready for that Morrowind update, trying to get my, I think it's my second character now. I'm trying to get him up to 50 and I got a healer build and a nice uh, DPS build happening. So I'm happy. I'm really happy. I got I got a nice spread of of game time happening right now, so it feels good. Feels good. Nice game time is is good. Something I can say I've been slightly lacking in lately, mostly just due to working a lot. Uh, uh, last night, in particularly, I actually missed the uh, Mario Kart Eight Bar League and didn't stream or anything because after getting home and eating, I passed out. But <laughs> It's okay, I'll make up for it next week. More drinking, more Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, McMurphy, what have you been playing besides uh, Mario Kart? <laughs> uh, well, it's been, it has been testing out the Switch. I, I got it on launch, totally nerded out, did the whole midnight launch thing. Um, and I got it. Uh, it has been a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe when it, it, it came out. And I uh, got to test how it felt uh, using the Switch outside of the house. Uh, my wife, Ken, and I went on a trip, so I brought it with. Um, handheld was great. It was, I've never really enjoyed handheld um, gaming, so I was pumped. It actually felt really good, and it felt like I was playing a console system, which what I was really interested in if it was just felt uh, limited, and it didn't really. So um, other than that, I, I've wrapped up finally Uncharted 4 because I was getting... Oh. Yeah, I was getting a subtle <laughs> guilt trip from the DLC announcement. I'm like, oh, yeah, I better, if I want to pre-order it, which I did, I better actually finish the whole game. And I love the Uncharted series, so um, that's about it, really. Um, I was hoping to get into the beta for Marvel Heroes on the PS4. Um, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, I almost forgot about that game. Shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> but... I. They want you to, it's funny because they list it as like a free beta download, but the only way to get mm -hmm. into the beta is if you pay. So I'm like, oh, okay, no, that's not my scene. I'll, I'll wait for the, Wow, yeah. so they're pulling the whole bait and switch on you then. Yeah, yeah, it'll be listed as um, a free beta download, but you have to buy one of the f um, founder packs to get access to it. And I think the, um, the beta uh... ends in a couple days anyway, so whatever. I played it a bunch on the PC when uh, it first came out. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah it was still kind of be interesting to see how it uh, transitions to uh, to console. Mm -hmm. I was looking at it; they split the roster almost by half. I think the roster, the initial roster on the PC was sixty one. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that was it. And now it's like thirty two. So, um, already, obviously, they're making up for some limitations. Wow. So, I mean, before we go on, um. I've got to ask you a little bit more about Uncharted. Uh, the number four in a series seems to be having some uh, some tough luck, uh, <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, so 
how are you, how did you feel about how did it live up to uh, against one, two, and three for you? Without any spoilers, of course. Oh right. Um, I I to be honest, and I love Naughty Dog as a developer, but I was disappointed that there was even going to be Uncharted Four. Uh, that said, I think four was better than three. Um, technically, I mm-hmm. mean, they gameplay wise, they they're very smoothed out in what they want to do. So I think on that merit, it's better than the first one. I think Uncharted Two is kind of be all and end all of what Unchar- the Uncharted franchise is. But yeah, f- two two was awesome. Two was amazing. Yeah. Um, four, it it was nice. I mean, you can tell there's storytelling techniques that they've learned from The Last of Us which is in my top 10 game of all time, probably somewhere in that list. I haven't actually written out, but so it's there. I I think it um, does a good job at making itself. How should I say they justify itself? Um, They do a really good job and it it ends in, and I think in an absolute way without, and no spoilers here, an absolute way without being a bummer. It, it does feel like, okay. wow, this is the end, you know, you know, no crystal skull in this future. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Well, that's that, that's good. So, th- so they wrapped it up well. Then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we uh, why don't you do a little bit of intro about yourself and uh, maybe, you know, touch on GS and how you got started doing that whole gig. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> no, I'll try not make it sound like a personal ad for gamers, but, uh, <laughs> yes, come here, come here. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've been a gamer. I would say all my life. Uh, my first game was on the Atari 400 with Frogger. Oh, sh- it's the first game shit. I ever owned. Frogger. Yeah, I'm, I'm dating myself <laughs> big time here. Hey, you're old like us. I feel better. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it had this programmer disc, so that was kind of the first time that uh, I got to like dabble with if statements and stuff. I was kind of... That was kind of cool, uh, but um, yeah, Frogger, Miss Pac-Man, and and then when the Nintendo came out, of course that changed a lot. So, um, yeah. no, GS came around, uh, and I had a one of the old big box PS2s with the online insertion in the back you had to put in to get online, and right, uh, yeah, I remember that I had one. Yeah, the um, I would say the only game I actually uh, plugged in and had. And a community still there was Jack X, which was the Combat Racer spinoff um, from the Jack and Daxter series. Yeah. And both my wife and I really got into it, and we raced a lot online. And uh, it, for its credit, I've never seen it in the genre since uh, for a Combat Racer, uh, particularly a quote unquote kart racer. Uh, it it had a really robust in-game clan feature and so i registered gunslingers on there we did really well back then um and this is kind of heresy but we were fairly competitive and uh, um for that first year you were younger you know it's allowed yeah yeah, this is in 2007 (laughs) um when we first started it and uh got ourselves in i think in the north american clan ranks number six in the nation so uh, Ooh, wow. Uh, and it, it was fun, but I learned a lot of things. One of the things I learned is competitive communities I don't particularly enjoy. You know, I don't, I don't dig the vibe of it. So I realized going forward when um, I got a Wii and became Mario Kart, Wii was like I thought was going to be the next combat racer I absolutely loved. Um, and I liked it, but uh, I decided that it had to be casual. I, I just want to deal, I just want to surround myself with people that really enjoy just hanging out, drinking some beers, playing some games, having some laughs, and none of the structure BS around it or, you know. You will be here yeah. at a certain time for this long and play this many yeah. hours. Oh, and yeah. This is your job now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I read clan recruiting thing after clan recruiting thing where it would be like that. It would be like these things where you had to yeah. have, you know, uh, the virtual version of standing in the corner and while everyone's talking about you deciding if you should be let in. And I was like, that is exactly not what I like. So, um, plus I worked on the road quite a bit at that time. So, um, a lot of them would say like, well, you have to have every day log in. I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to be on the road for a week. I'm not going to be playing for that week. And I just felt like there's gotta be other adults 
in that same kind of position. So I think I was right because it went from a roster of 13 people to thousands. So that's what Gunslinger Gaming is now. Now we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary. So. Success story and a half right yeah. there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And of course, a much broader spectrum of, of, of games covered now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, no dig on Mario Kart. Obviously, I, I was playing yesterday, getting drunk without you. And I. <laughs> Bastard. <yeah. laughs> uh, I, I really like it, but I am very thankful that now, you know, we play the Division and Destiny and uh, more mature rated stuff. Doesn't have to be mature. Obviously, we have a whole spectrum, but it's it's nice to pull all types of gamers in with the general genre of I think that's I'm one of the main things uh, you know when I first joined a few years back that was one of the one of the big things that uh, that pulled me in because I'd had experiences before like you said where you know you you go to join the clan and they want you to do all this stuff and be online all the time you know being way too uh, like you said on, on the competitive side of thing i remember having uh, some experiences especially with uh not so much fantasy star cuz i was kind of on my own with with a couple of friends of mine but uh with uh with final fantasy it was a a big deal uh you know you be here you do these quests you party only with these people and you know a lot of restrictions and in these play times and and whatnot and i didn't want to have that experience again it was it was too constrictive so um i think around about the time what game was it i want to say Defiance or Dust, one of those when they came out on PS3 was when I uh, was when I found a uh, Gunslingers and I was like, all right, I need to find people who like don't need oh, to yeah. be online 24/7. <laughs> Here's the next little thing we can kind of dig into a little bit. Upcoming game, uh, Destiny 2. A lot of thoughts on this. Um, I've seen a couple of things. Um, unfortunately, there's not a super lot of information about it, and of course, um, a lot of my thoughts also have to do with because of Destiny One and uh, some things that uh, didn't play out quite the way way I thought. <laughs> um, so I'll go first on this a little bit, and then we'll we'll get around to you guys. Um, some of my first thoughts are: Holy shit, amazing trailer! Thank you for trying to tease the hell out of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, with that um, comes the thoughts of: All right, well, Destiny One had a lot of promises that didn't, in my opinion, it didn't quite live up to. Um, in particular because I was in both the alpha and the beta tests uh, for Destiny. So once the final game released, I felt it was kind of lacking in content because I'd already played through three quarters of it. More than once. <laughs> you know, upon the initial release. And then, of course, you know, I kept playing because I'd bought the, the edition that came with all the DLC and stuff. But I actually stopped, I think, after the first or second DLC, I think I, I, I threw in the towel and stopped playing Destiny. Because uh, I was I was just done with the the slow drop of of DLC, so I'm kind of I know Destiny Two will probably follow a similar trail, hopefully not, or at least hopefully there's more content in the beginning. Anyway, my other thought on on this one is uh, I'm really hoping that they have a bit better story, like an overall narrative that's a little bit longer and more thought out, because I don't feel the original Destiny, while some things were interesting, it was pretty quick to get through the initial story part, and then it was, okay, we'll party up with with everybody, and there you go, just go do a bunch of uh, group stuff, which is which is fine, because it was, it was multiplayer-based, but I just felt like the story was kind of lacking. If you're trying to go for something that's more MMO-ish, it felt a little too weak for that. You know, it just felt like it was it, it's trying to do too many things at once, and it, it was just kind of weak in a lot of directions, but that's just me. Sage, what's what's some of your your thoughts on on this whole thing? I have to agree with that to a certain point. Um, you know, Microsoft. It was Microsoft at the time. You know, didn't pick it well, up. Yeah, so yeah. They, PlayStation had exclusive. Uh, so rights, the, that's right. Yeah, and that was for like ten mil. You know, for the mm. for the development. So you know, you have another publisher pick pick this up, and and um, I felt I felt like they were trying to put a lot of things into it, and it didn't wholly sell the product to me. Um, it was hard for me to buy into the storyline and I finished it and I, I was Silas, if you remember, man, you and I were so, so hyped. Um, I think we actually were on the phone together the first time we were, we were watching yep. the YouTube video <laughs> about it. You know, it was, it was, man, you know, you've got these events that drop in while you're in the middle of PVEing and other, you know, other people come over and you're starting to do this and that and the other together. And it was, it was a really exciting concept. And then it just, it didn't fully sell it to me. It felt, 
coming from Halo, it felt a little too Halo-ish, which makes total sense considering the developer. And then, and I, I totally get some of the style in there, but it didn't sell it wholly to me. So when the idea of, of purchasing more DLC came up in my mind when it was available, I, I didn't. I was, I was done when I finished the, the storyline and uh, I didn't continue on, although I had friends that did. And they continue to love the game. And, and I, I'm like, how on earth can you continue to do that? And when there's just so many people that I felt at the time that were, were, were starting to stop playing um, Destiny. And then enter uh, the Division for me. <laughs> I'm, still playing, I'm still playing the Division quite a bit. because I. But the, the storyline sold me. Whereas I, I, felt, I felt Bungie was, was selling me something that they hadn't quite figured out a hundred percent, but that was just me. Um, and, and please don't take any disrespect for anybody that really loves that game because it is a beautiful game and there's a lot of great intricacies, uh, intricacies to it. And I, I enjoy playing it from time to time, but it's not something that I play, um, seriously. It is one positive I will, I will say about destiny is that game does have some of the tightest controls I've ever used for FPS though. They yeah. really locked in the controls for that game pretty damn good. Yeah, I can agree with that. All it's still right, fun so... to go back and play. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so McMurphy, what's, what's your, your thoughts on, uh, on Destiny 2 and, of course, you know, the first one? Um, not just uh, uh, for you. I, I think it's kind of a unique perspective because it's not only just uh, your buying decision based on your own personal preference, but also uh, our whole large gaming community at large and, and everyone you know is going to be playing them. And did that affect any of your uh, uh, purchase of the original and, and as, of course, uh, the upcoming Destiny 2? Yeah, um, yeah, I was part of the... I wasn't part of the alpha, but I was part of the beta for um, uh, the original Destiny. And I think I kind of echo what both you and Sage were talking about, where... I went and was like, okay, as a beta, this is really solid. And of course, yeah, it's Bungie, so the gameplay is very smooth, very slick, polished, whatever adjective I want to throw in there positively. And I, I really liked what how I felt, and I love the art direction of it. It feels very original Star Wars, you know, around the edges. And yep. uh, I was like, wow, this has a lot of promise. And I, I got it, um, I got the digital version. As an option, because right away they promised, hey, you know, and you'll upgrade yeah, to the PS4 version, which they did. Even though they said um, they were only going to honor it after the first year of purchase, I believe is what they said. But I, when I bought my PS4, they gave it to me and they didn't ask any questions. So I was like, okay, cool. But the story is what I really bugged me. The fact that there, it was non-present. And unless if you really enjoy a few dialogue between characters that are just standing there, you know? I was really hoping there would be some some meat to the story structure. So I kind of hope Destiny 2 has that. I, and the teaser was really cool, but I am a, a little afraid that... You know how it's like they're going for comedy in that one where you have the one very serious leader yep. and then the other one? I almost take that as a bad sign because I felt like if there was a true story structure there, that's not how they would play those scenarios. Because to me, yeah. it feels like if you have some avatars, then you can have fun with just like this avatar talking way out of character and being unrealistic in this scenario. But if you're trying to show, hey, this time we're serious about story, that probably wasn't going to be the way you were going to go. I may be reading too much into a teaser, but I don't take it as a good sign. Oh, I've got to, I have to agree with that. But, yeah. but also at the, at the same time, Nathan Fillion sold it. I mean, just because of his comedy, I do want to get it because I, for me, I remembered his character was just so funny to me. And I'm a big fan of Nathan Fillion. Anyway, Firefly, brown coats, uh, yeah. <laughs> out to all my brown coats, man. Love you guys. Um, stay in there with me. Um, but Nathan Fillion, like that was, that was a highlight of the trailer, but that's exactly where it ends. McMurphy, you nailed it. I'm, I'm a little concerned that you know, it's like movies today. It's, it seems like all the good parts are in the trailers, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, "Meh." Yeah, I, I'm a little <laughs> <Moving> concerned. <on. laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, th I think we're all in in a lot of agreement here, and, and there's probably a lot of other people out there too that are um, anybody who felt as we did about the first Destiny will probably also be kind of 
on the on edge about picking up Destiny 2. Um, I definitely am not close to hitting a pre-order button, let alone even after it releases. I'm interested to see what they do, but that's about it at this point. I want to see what they do, and if you can prove to me that, okay, we're going to you know, take a step up and, and, and really put out something that we kind of promised with the first one, then, you know, I'll might buy into what you're trying to sell me. Yeah. 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 And like you're, uh, you had, uh, mentioned earlier as far as I, I, I do plan to get in destiny too. I think it's going to end up happening. You know what I mean? But, um, how excited I'm going to be, I'm not too sure. I mean, you were talking, you kind of alluded to the ideas, whether, you know, uh, being part of a clan affects my buying decisions. And uh, I'm no different from anyone else. I think if, you know, like, oh, your friends are going to be buying it. Oh, crap. I want to buy it, too, you know, because a game could be so much better if you're playing with your friends anyway. So I know there's going to be a lot of people buying Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. That is a factor. I can't lie. Um I'm not as bad as I used to be about a generation ago when I ultimately had all the consoles uh, for that generation. I was picking up games like, um, was it Battlefield 3 was the, the first um, DICE reboot of it? It was. Battlefield, it's not 2. Yeah, yeah it had to be 3. Um, yeah. I mean, I, got, I didn't have a whole lot of interest in it, but I was like, okay, this is going to be a clan front. I want to be involved, you know. Yeah, I don't know about you two, but I think being part of a game group definitely affects my buying decisions. I, I'm feeling that, Silas. I, I I feel a little bit with you, honestly, Silas, and, and nothing but love. I mean it in a good way. But, you know, when you, you're playing Persona 5 and that, and I've just kind of fallen in love with that game, <laughs> uh, watching you stream it, I feel the pressure to get it. Um, first, I have to get a PlayStation, but uh, so I'm working on that. Because I also want to play Uncharted, <clears throat> but um, you know, when I think about some of my my close division friends and um, and the community that we're involved in, we all play so much division together. We've we've actually started to play. Um, we have a poker game that we play together on Xbox from time to time, and then we and then we play some. Um, uh, what is it? Pub, pub underground. What is it? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember, yeah, but like you know, that. there's a, there's, there's several games that come up and, and we're starting to kind of jeer off and other things. And I'm trying games that I wouldn't normally try uh, for that, from that subtle pressure from other people in the community, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that kind of happens. I actually, I kind of appreciate it because I, I don't think I would normally venture outside of my, my little hobbit hole on my own. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, see me, I, I don't have that problem quite as much. I mean, I will pick up games if I know enough people are playing it. Sometimes um, I'll do that. But as far as venturing out, I've, I've always been pretty open to trying damn near anything as far as games go. Um, it's a game. Okay. Well, this looks interesting. Let's, let's give it a go. Hell, that's how I got started with, with borderlands. Even though at the time I wasn't, I was kind of coming off of a bad taste from halo three ODST. <laughs> um and i was kind of like straying away from fps's and stuff but um i was like all right well you know this is also part rpg and you know i used to be at that time i, I wasn't playing a whole lot of rpgs other than uh mass effect it's like okay well it's it's shooter it's rpg mass effects like okay we'll give it a go and of course you know it's very um you know like road warriors mm-hmm. you know mad max kind of thing going going on there and and i i was playing it maybe 20 minutes i'm like yep i'm 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 this is this is a good this is a good thing i'm buying because i'd rented it at the time and i was like yep i'm buying this damn game (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know i got hooked on it so that that was a good thing to to venture out and 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 try that um and of course uh inadvertently i had gotten a a couple of friends of mine well a friend of mine and and his wife uh, uh also hooked into the game although he isn't really much into the the art style of it he played the crap out of it just because we were all playing together and and shooting stuff (laughs) well yeah i mean i have a couple old friends frenny and dick and they uh i i don't see them anymore because they're playing destiny all the time so and the first I saw them on, so I jumped into their party and just started talking to them. And one of the first things they asked is like, "Are you going to get Destiny 2? I'm like, "Well, I guess I have to if I want to see you guys again." I mean, that's so. Yeah, 
there's some people really into it. So yeah, I I had the same thing, and my uh, my brother in law, he's he's really into it, and and that and Elder Scrolls Online, which is uh-huh. he was the influencing um, factor in getting me into that, and uh, there again, you know, I don't mind getting into another game, but it, I do feel that that gentle the gentle pressure because I want to hang out with you. I love you. You're a great person. I want to hang around you all the time. And then, um, and then they, they leave me for a game and it hurts my heart. (laughs) (laughs) So I joined them. You you can't beat them. You join them. Yeah. Um, But uh, normally it turns out to be a good thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's why so many games try to build a multi-feature into it now. Right. Because they know if you build that base and then you know, ten people on their uh, friend list is all showing that they're playing that game, that's kind of peer pressure, you know, silently without them even yep. needing to actually pressure you by mm-hmm. the game. They can just see you play. Yeah, some psychological warfare going on. <laughs> yeah. To see what you're <laughs> in doing your friends Benji. list. <laughs> yeah. The friends list told me to do it. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that an excuse you can use with your significant other now? The friends list told me to buy this game. That's why I spent the money. <laughs> Just have her listen to this episode. And then, <laughs> yeah, then everybody will be on the same page. Oh, there you go. All right. So, so moving along, uh, McMurphy, um, as an admin of a successful gaming community for, for 10 years, how do you feel that the gaming community as a whole has changed, not just because um, of gunslingers, but just as a whole, how has it evolved in, in your time as, as being an admin, what's what's a lot of the changes you've seen with with all the because um, there's uh, as you previously stated a lot more games are doing multiplayer and things like that. How how has the landscape changed uh, from your perspective? Um, well, I've seen two things. Well, I guess three things, but they all tie together. So I promise that's not going to be a ramble. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the first thing I noticed is I think early on, ten years ago, there was a lot less casual minded groups or communities or features or anything and um i'll agree with that i that's totally changed like like when i would go and do a recruiting thing on a developers forum we're always kind of like the odd group and that really worked for us now there's like easily 10 or 20 other people uh you know they're, they're trying to express the same message and so i think that's a good thing i think i think maybe it's because the average age of gamers are going up and i think as you get older and you have your time is divided more and more the idea that you're going to get like really competitive or super serious about any game even if you really like it is it's not a realistic pull so i think that's that's changed a lot in the overall gaming community out there another thing is and it's kind of a headache for me but it seems like every game also wants to have some kind of app or in-game feature and I think in, if you have a very limited um, approach of what you want to do, that's great. It gives you all these tools without you having to register anything or set up your own communication. Um, right. It's interesting because I think the developers ultimately want that because they can kind of keep control of fan content a little more. And it's not such a wild west as far as, okay, there's these fan sites coming up or these, you know, uh, other entities kind of taking the place of their the messaging, perhaps. So I see that a lot more. It, seems, it feels like any big online game, the del- developer is at least getting some entity officially involved to create a, a structure in which they can communicate, quote-unquote, third-party off the game. Uh, those, gotcha. Yeah. They get, to, they get to focus your energy inside the game as well. I think that's an advantage to them. They're keeping your game time there. Yeah. Yeah, right? I think yeah. so. I think so. I, you know, on a, on a good note on that is uh, then they can tie in these um, milestones for you as you play with these in-game features. And these, I mean, a game having a client feature that let you have tags was a big deal. You know, now it's that's... Right. I mean, that's not even talked about. So, so out of game, say say games that that have like apps. How many how many games that have like an app tie-in have actually done it right? In your opinion, zero. I mean, that sounds mean, but mm-hmm. I, I I haven't seen one yep. totally do it right. I and 
good luck if you um, like you're running some community or group that I think is sufficient on its own, but then you now have to have this satellite group that you have to tie in and also maintain. Um, right. uh, I mean, so often for one, when they launch it, it's not even working properly. So you have to weather through that. I don't know. I to me, I, granted, so, they're well. Free. Well, you know, we we have a hard time launching games that aren't buggy as hell. So I guess yeah. that go, goes to show uh, the apps aren't going to be a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, uh, um, maybe the sh- um, Killzone Shadowfall actually didn't do a bad job. I know it had a rocky start, but I think- yeah, once once they actually added it and got it implemented, it actually worked. It actually worked pretty pretty yeah. smoothly. Um, but yeah, they didn't have it right away. It took them a little bit to actually put it in. Unfortunately, the problem with being a launch title game is um, some things are obviously cut and added in later. But yeah. at least um, with Killzone, they didn't charge anybody for any of the added content, any of the maps and stuff. They were all free. Um, the only things they charged for, I think, was the co-op stuff and like the voice packs and stuff like that. They're like a dollar or two or whatever, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, Stuff that no one wasn't really a big deal, but all the all the core stuff was was free. So and that was that was nice to see because not too many games really do that anymore. So yeah, um, that is a huge opportunity from from a, a gaming perspective as as a whole. Um, yeah, we've got we've got games that are having bad launches again. Scapegoat is going to be Mass Effect uh, Andromeda because <laughs> that's the most recent memory. Yeah, that's yeah. the most recent. That game is still broken as hell. Yeah, it's still it's, broken as shit. It hasn't even scarred on on me yet. It's still an open wound. Um, so, in in this day and age, um, as a as an older, more experienced gamer myself, uh, we've come a long way with games from from the multiplayer spectrum, which was was solely played on your couch, um, yeah. where either you were you were taking your console to your friend's house for the weekend and buying Coke and Doritos um, <laughs> by the yeah. by the gallons of each, um, to now um, everything is integrated to to a huge degree. You know, Xbox has has the cloud and you can log in on your friend's Xbox in Canada and be able to continue playing your game yeah. right where you left off with with no hitches whatsoever, which which is just amazing. But so often I think the developers are, are leaving behind a huge avenue for interactivity. And uh, when I fall in love with a game, guys, I don't know about you, but I fall in love hard and I am in it to win yeah. it 100%, um, at least for a little bit. And, um, and I want to take the game with me. So not taking advantage of, of an app to me well, I just see what you guys think. I mean, do you think that this is a missed avenue uh, of not only potentially further profit, but also maintaining a, a viewer base with the app? I think so. I think I imagine the the goal when they have an app or something like that is to always always have that pull, you know, that pull to bring you back in, to always remind you in some way. Hey, you, yeah, you can be at work and you can flip through and maybe uh, check your loadouts or you know some get some kind of news update or um, something that would remind you. It's like, oh crap, yeah, let me get home, let me log in, and play again, and mm-hmm. I think that and actually having a true function. And I don't know. Again, I, not like I'm out there playing every game, but I don't feel like anyone's done that yet. Well. Truly, in, maybe not a hundred percent, but in right. part, in part, and this is part. Destiny, although not my favorite game, the little app once they got the damn thing working right, oh. to where it wasn't all jacked up, made it very, very easy to switch your equipment and loadout on the go. You could have your app there and switch your shit. Like if you went from playing PVE stuff over to PVP and you wanted to switch some stuff, you could do it quick on the app. And not to do anything, or if you were at work and you were new, you were going to do stuff later, you could switch your gear around. That's about all it worked well for. Yeah. That's why I said, in part, in part, they got that piece yeah. correct. Now, if they had everything else correct, you could pick any game, but we'll say Destiny 2. Now, if they released an app for that and they actually did it correctly, that would be that would be huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
see, my mind goes to back to my old, my old wow days, um, the oh, world God. Warcraft wow, armory Jesus app, Christ. you know, just, if you, if you haven't had back. a chance to look at that recently, you have access to the market and you can, you can sell your goods, like stuff that's on your character or something, stuff that's in your, your bag and in your bank, you can, you can sell it in the marketplace and keep an eye on prices and stuff yeah. on the go. So it's almost turning into a little bit of a mini game yeah. while you're out at work or uh, it, to me that that is the only instance of an app doing something kind of right. And we're not yeah. even talking about guild management or, or anything well, like that. I've done that right now. <laughs> and I don't, I don't remember how that was with wow, but if I'm, if I don't remember, they probably didn't do it right. Yeah. But the, the marketplace <laughs> feature was, was a substantial addition um, because let's face it, end of game, uh, you needed gold and to be able to do all of your collecting at night, go to bed, you're waking up after six hours of sleep to go to work. And then while you're at work on your break, you can, you can hit up the marketplace and, okay, I'm going to sell this and, and make money off of that and get little notifications along the way. I think that was pretty cool. Uh, it's a shame no other games are really doing that right now. So this, I, guys, forgive me. I, I want to get down to like brass tacks on this. Um, and McMurphy, having you here, this is a great opportunity. If if we had the choice and um, uh, to let's say design our own application, what are what is like the? We'll start with one. Maybe we can reach three. That would be great. But what is like the number one thing um, besides? The community definitely demands having great apps. Every game should have an app, if it, especially if it's multiplayer and and you know any kind of looter where you're you're getting gear and there's a marketplace like that. All makes sense. But what's the number one thing on your list for for an application for a game? Um, if you're gonna have online with um, in-game guild features, member management is number one. And I know there's several that have it, but they're all pretty buggy. I I can't tell you. Well, I can tell you how many times they've launched it, and then I'll have people go, oh, you know, I haven't been added. It's like, dude, I'm looking at the app right now. I've just clicked add, you know? And But, mm -hmm. you know, it, the number of times is always. Every single one's had that problem. And that's, uh, I guess, why I have a pleasant memory of Killzone is it had that issue initially, but they, they corrected that part really quick. So yeah, it didn't take them very long. It was pretty fast. They were on top of it. Yeah, they were on top of that. In fact, I I want to say it was the first week because that night yeah. I remember being in between call, uh, some night classes, um, getting that set up on just my laptop out in the hallway, and I was getting so frustrated because people were in our chat saying, hey, um, "No, it doesn't say I'm um uh, in the in clan in game clans." You know, uh, I'm, I was like, "Oh, I've added you." There's literally nothing I can do at this point. This is on um gorilla so yeah it's on their end yeah it's on their end um so i would say that would be uh e an easy number one is in-game in-clan management being not buggy and just very easy to do you know just like get on there yeah you add them then i need to bump them up to a captain or the ability to also help manage I got to completely agree with that. Um, yeah. 100% from, from promotions to permissions, everything right. has got to be in there. It's got to work. Um, and, uh, and the, the individual like officer chats, you know, being able to create yeah. some rooms for, for separate chat rooms would be great too. Uh, Silas, man, what do you think? What would be a good number two? That, that, that's a tough one. Cause it, it kind of, it ties in both of what, what I talked about and what you talked about, um, and that would be your your inventory loadouts and, and, and management that way. Um, your yeah. your your characters' items, your management of your of your characters, of you know your individual you know, items, whether it's buying, selling, changing your loadout, depending what type of game it is, whether it's an RPG or a shooter or you know what have you. Uh, if you got any sort of of inventory, um, inventory management, and again going back to the main thing. Uh, as McMurphy already stated, is not being buggy as fuck right off the bat, or if it is, correcting it within a within a short period of time. Developers, take note. There's a great list for you right there. Uh, number one, <laughs> plan management. Uh, number two, inventory management. And number three, marketplace management. Uh, though those three just come together to make this triad of an amazing app. And And of course, above all, please, for the love of God, let it work. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, could I just add uh, kind of like a four, or maybe it's under one of the things we talked about is... Oh, no, please. A proper notification system. I mean, you have this app where already it's sophisticated, and you have these, you know, these push notifications built in, and it would be so great sometimes that I can just go into a portal, type what I want, and boom, everyone that's in the in-game clan will get a push notification on their cell phone who also have the app. And it was like, okay, boom, we're going to meet up at 8 o'clock tonight. And everyone knows. You know, I don't have to rely on the ideas like, okay, if they log, you know, go to the URL and log into the forum and they see that announcement in our platform section, as much as I love to have it, there's no denying that if you have an app with a proper notification system, you can send out messages and coordinate so easy if it's done right you know if it actually works yeah if it actually works and right now they want to do the like mini forums or message boards i'm like no 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 no. i want something where i can type this no keep it simple like discord you know at everyone boom you get a push notification yeah they they try and do all this little mini html inside you know and stop doing that it's awful we don't like it this isn't the dreamcast running windows ce stop it yeah. <laughs> Although that was less buggy than Windows 10. <laughs> if your communication tool in your app reminds people of a Geosites message board, you need to stop. Oh, God. Geosites. <laughs> oh, Geosites. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Geosites it, and, it, oh, and old school easy boards. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, easy wow. boards. That's a good example. Yeah. Man, now I feel old. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. it, it's a it's surprising to me, and and I'll say this last thing here, and I, and then we can we can move on. But um, it's surprising to me that we we'll go back to a little bit about the Destiny two ten mil ten million mm-hmm. initial development costs, and um, there there had to be five hundred dollars. Uh, maybe dedicated to an hourly tech to build the app. Uh, granted, it did some a couple of things good, but there there wasn't. You don't see the ten mil in the app, and it's it's bizarre to me that we're not um, capitalizing on this now. The big thing is in-game purchases, you know, microtransactions. So if I've got access to the marketplace and I can sell my goods and everything, and if you're pumping out DLC and you're pumping out um, new new costumes and uh, vanity items that I can purchase, I should be able to do that on my mobile app seamlessly as yeah. well. And it, you're missing out if you're not doing that. So it's the wave of the future and I don't know if game developers are really caught up to it yet. They're, the importance on app and reliability, mm-hmm. um, and, but the desire for, for not just choice, but availability uh, when somebody needs it wherever they're going to go. Um, because you never know when that thought is going to strike somebody that, hey, oh, wait a minute, I, I can sell this thing. Or, hey, I forgot oh. to go ahead and promote this person. Or, or hey, uh, whatever the case is. And you're not, you've got a lot of competing priorities. Uh, I've got, what, half a dozen games on my on my iPhone. And sometimes I'll I'll not play Elder Scrolls or The Division because I'm too busy playing Star Wars Galaxies or Knights of the Old Republic on my cell phone. Um, So, (laughs) you know, console games and PC games are now competing with a mobile market. Guys, come on. (laughs) Get with this app program. So, all right. Sage is done ranting. My apologies. (laughs) Well, you know, I I think Nintendo kind of solved that problem with the Switch because now you can just take the bitch with you. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That was Nintendo's answer. You're not going to make the apps. Just here you go. Just take the shit with you. Problem solved. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Except for well, they have no fucking online system set up, which is a little bit annoying. But I can't even watch <laughs> Netflix on the thing, and I thought that wouldn't be an issue until I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I really wish I could just bring this upstairs and just watch Netflix and fall asleep yeah, to the, the screen Science on it theater. is actually really freaking nice. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, I, I you know, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> talk too much about Nintendo here. Um, uh, otherwise, I'll be, you know, that's all I do. It feels like. I mean, when I'm talking to other people and, uh, but no, I, I really like the switch except for it feels kind of hollow right now. There's uh, you play your game or you're not doing anything else on it, but just a side note. There. Yeah. But it, 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 it did just launch and, and 
uh, as it's been said before, pretty much any console console at launch is barren as shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember when I first got the got the PS4 and I, I traded in my my PS3 and everything, and I got the PS4 and it was it was great. And then I kind of finished everything that was new, and then. I had nothing. <laughs> so you, yeah. you guys both have switches and here I am without one. And I'm, I'm looking over at you guys like, do you have PLD post launch depression? Because, <laughs> you know, it, it, that's a shame that this always happens with an, uh, a new. Uh, no, I'm console. actually still still sad. I, I haven't even I haven't finished Zelda and stuff because I've been playing a shit ton of Persona 5. So I'm I'm pretty spread out enough that uh, I don't think I have that problem <laughs> so much. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah. and Silas, that actually leads us right into our our next topic, which is games that we're we're currently playing. Uh, <laughs> you've got you've got Persona Five on the mind, and I, God, I don't blame you. It's such an amazing game. That game does look amazing. I've got uh, over forty five hours into it right now, <sighs> and I might be halfway. <laughs> Just so the yeah, style there's there's, there's a lot of meat to it. Yeah, the stylization is great and. That's one thing I always loved about that particular um, series, that whole universe of games, because that's part of the, and I've said it before, the the Shin Megami Tensei universe. There's some, ga- there's a lot of several of them on on PS2, Devil Summoner, and all those are all part of the same universe. Um, but they're all, each one is always has like a certain stylization focus, and they always put a lot of time and, and love and, and care into it. And and I feel like Atlas is a lot like. Um, maybe a little bit further ahead than say Gorilla, but they they take that same kind of time and, and care that they put into their into their games, and there's usually not a lot of issues with them, and, and they put a lot of you know a lot of thought in, into okay we're designing it like this, and um, even though this is um, another iteration in this series, how are we going to make it different than the last one, and, and but yet still feel like it's it's part of this universe, and they do a real good job with it. I know. Are you playing anything else right now? I know you've got limited game time, man. So, is there um, anything else? Uh, well, the uh, Mario Kart on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, ha- I haven't touched Zelda recently, mostly just because I haven't. I know this is almost blasphemous, but I haven't been taking the Switch to work lately, just because my break times have been slightly cut into, or or I've just been kind of taking my break times as a, as a pure like step outside of work and, 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 and be somewhere else for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was actually taking the switch to work and at least playing Zelda there, but no, it's mostly been either Mario Kart or, or, or persona at this point. Although, uh, I do plan on getting some more Zelda time once I, uh, actually have some more free time. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing you stream a little Zelda. Sorry, McMurphy, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going <laughs> to ask, uh, Silas, when you bring the switch places, have you had anyone go, Hey, what's that? You know, intrigued or not really i guess because uh, one of our friends mikey he says he brings it everywhere and he gets a lot of like down in san diego a lot of people like looking over his shoulder you know kind of admiring the tech I, I've, I've only had a couple people but i don't have it in in like public that long that often and, yeah. and at work no one's really said anything because usually when i when i do have it out i've got the joy cons attached and i just set it up on the table when I'm on when I'm on break in the in the break area and everyone just thinks I'm like watching Netflix or some shit on a tablet because there's plenty of people at work that do that so they don't they don't think nothing of it of course if they actually looked at it long enough they would see it says Nintendo Switch on the back of it but you know <laughs> no one pays attention half no. of them can't read anyway so you know they can they can stab you with a needle and take your blood but they can't read so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no so I haven't had too many people but there's a couple people that have noticed and they've asked questions and you know they've asked you know how I liked it and, and things like that and you know, and I'm always honest with them. I'm like, you know, it's it's fun, it's great, and if you got kids and stuff, you know, it's easy enough. You know, you're not gonna. It's actually more durable than than what you might think. Uh, of course, I did uh, put a, a glass screen protector on the screen right away, just because I'm I'm like that. I do that with anything that has a freaking screen that can break, that's portable. I put a glass screen protector on it. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um. But uh, other than that, no, I haven't taken it as far as um just like up the road or anything like that, or, or it's mostly just, you know, between here, here and work mostly. Although I, um, I was, I should have took it with me the other day when I got my oil changed and I didn't, I left it at home. <laughs> um, I was thinking about grabbing it, but the dog distracted me. And then I, you know, got in the car and, you know, took my car to go get my oil changed and everything. And then realized after I got there, um, 
I didn't bring the switch, so I sat there waiting for my oil to get done. And I'm in a glass box been... of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was just sitting there trying to fiddle with stuff on my phone, and That's I'm fun. sitting there thinking, phone games suck. I want my switch. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I did the exact same thing. I had to do a smog check for my car, car registration uh, just this week, and I was doing the same thing. I was sitting in there, bare bones, weighing room, and I'm like, yeah, this is exactly why I should have the switch with me not just stocked at home like a home console you know yep yeah makes you wonder if it's going to turn into uh like a car accessory for a lot of people you just hop in their car your friend's car and there's a switch just on the ground like oh yeah the switch is in there yeah hey, you want to play oh, while we're on the drive speaking yeah. of that i actually plan on buying um i know they make it for like tablets i'm gonna find an adjustable one like a a little uh Kind of like how you can get the clamps and stuff like your phone and stuff to put up in your car, but you can get them for tablets. I'm going to get one of those, find one that's adjustable, and adjust it to the size of the switch so I can, you know, put it in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, McMurphy, like, what what are you playing right now? I'm, I'm sure uh, being the, the admin for a gaming clan, like, you've got multiple consoles, I'm assuming, right? So you've got some uh, competing gaming time. Uh, I definitely, I, you know, I have a, a, a son that just celebrated his two-year uh, birthday. So oh, my, my time is pretty split. Um, no, right now, uh, I, I mainly are on a PS4 and a Switch, and the Wii U is still hooked up, but my wife plays Black Ops 2 in the middle of the night and yells at German kids. So uh, <laughs> that's. But yet, at the I'm same time, hearing you say that, <laughs> wow. hearing you say that make, make, makes me proud that, that you have a wife that plays video games and, and will take the time to play. Black Ops to yell at German kids and, of course, um, you know, shoot some people in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. And uh, so I'm, I'm playing um, Mario Kart 8 right now. Um, uh, and then on the PS4, I downloaded, I played the beginning of uh, newest Resident Evil. So now that mm. Uncharted 4 is I completed, and I'm, I'm not going to get into their online. Um, I'm not into, like, third-person sh- um um, death matches, but uh, wait yeah, a minute. I, there's PvP. Oh um, yeah, they, they for what they do, it's actually really polished. Hats off to them. It's just like that's not why I buy an Uncharted game. They have such a okay. great kind of like Last of Us. It has um a PvP in that, and uh, which is great, but it's totally not why people should be playing The Last of Us. Just, yeah, gotcha. I think Target still plays the uh, the the PvP on on The Last of Us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's some people who got into it. I'm, again, that's great. If I mean, that's more he, he was he was hooked on that game. I think that was just his way of still playing the game because he just loves that game. <laughs> yeah. Although he just got a Switch now, finally, so we know we'll that. be seeing him around there. <laughs> I was excited for him. <laughs> so it's kind of um, essentially in my PS4 library that I've recently picked up i've got um the newest tomb raider and the newest resident evil and i think we're gonna go resident evil first and then um loop back to tomb raider um because i think they did a great job with her reboot as a character so yeah yeah i think they did too i, I liked the uh the the first one when they when they rebooted it i think uh i think they did a really good job i agree with you there yeah but as far as it being like and men for a group it's like that's what i did with the last generation of i had the wii the wii u the xbox 360 the ps3 all like hooked up to the same tv in a crazy way and uh it, it's splitter boxes much. into yeah. another in, into another box and then you know yeah hit these three buttons and you can play this console <laughs> yeah. and don't look behind the screen because there's way too many wires so I, oh, that? No, that's just where our gerbil lives. It's just, it's, it's a cage. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, but I had to st- I promised myself with this generation I was going to slow down a little bit because, um, especially when you're, you have multiple fronts, you, you just, unlike Silas, used to be a um, uh, GS leader, a gunslinger leader. And um, you have to just trust that you have people who like um, certain games that you you know you're fronting that you're going to go ahead and just let them do what needs to be done um last generation i was just, i just felt like oh if we're if we're having it i should have that game right so even though that means you will never actually see me in the game because i'm popping the disc to do some update in game you know for the <laughs> it was like totally a very expensive way to go about things so um trust other people is the message that i have on that it's like 
you shouldn't be running if you you shouldn't have multiple fronts if you can't trust that you have um a leader staff that's um keeping things rolling well that adds up a, a different layer of perspective for for you as well because you so this kind of leads into you know managing the the game life balance yeah um you know you've got you've got a budding family and you're also a gamer uh, you've also got a work life that you have to balance and so is this this is a part of how you're you're kind of um, coping isn't the right word, but, uh, you kind know, of. managing it or finding, <laughs> yeah, coping in a way, you know, kind of finding that balance is, are there any other things that you you kind of find that you're doing now, as opposed to maybe some of the earlier year, uh, earlier years with uh, gunslinger to, uh, to find that balance? Yeah. Well, one is, uh, you know, we're talking about micromanaging and, um, you have to learn not to do it. And I was doing it in other ways. You know, I said, I kind of, um, gave uh, a poke at the the competitive groups that micromanaged their um responsibilities and i was doing that too much it was like oh okay here i'm logging in i feel like i should install some kind of plug-in to the forum it was like every time and then of course then now when you need to update the form all those plugins should need be updated or they're going to break and um if there's something to be said keep it simple you know and uh just realize why are you here are you here because people can then go play in your flash arcade on your site no they're they're there so they can uh exchange um game tags gamer tags and go off and play together on their on the umbrella of the same identity you know the same like message that you're there to be like casual gaming in our case or whatever whatever niche you're projecting as a as a group um there's that but i mean having a kid i've also realized back in the day i could oh something um uh gears of war 4 needs to be updated let me get my 360 pop that in and wait the gears War three or four sorry i'm getting my numbers mixed up well 360 last gears of war not counting the b3 so many yeah gears of war three it was gears of war three uh like being able to pop that in at any time and do an update or um host a tournament you know you can't do that with a kid because, like, oh, this is a rated M and I don't want to scar them. So, okay, maybe uh, maybe some Mario Kart right now or some, you know, you have to really um, balance. And uh, I do a lot more through my cell phone now, you know, like I'm on a go or on a break or something. It's like, okay, what can I update? I mean, it's true. It, I think when it comes, I don't know if I have a good answer. I'm still kind of learning to split my time. And um, I guess... I'm trying to realize for myself not to get bogged down with updates because anything, anything new you add, you have to manage or you're just, you're not really providing anything for anyone. Right. So kind of, um, what I'm hearing is, is a simplistic quality over quantity. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, uh, <laughs> like easy boards, you know, and people send up their easy boards and then, uh, like, oh, I'm into anime. Well, then I'm going to have 50 different subsections in my easy board. It was like, you have five members. Slow down. You know, have your your general discussion and maybe another sub one. You know, so just, just keep it – expand with – if you grow, then you can expand it. But otherwise, keep focus. I guess focus is a good word. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, your yeah. members are going to provide a, a, quite a bit of the content for you. Yeah. Um, guide them there and let them tell you what they want by their activity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, trust me. It's, it's uh, like a lot of the fronts we have, you know, like I'm personally not playing and there's some games I, I find out I'm not truly interested in. And the times I've tried to push a game, trust me, has bombed, has never worked when I was like, no, we are going to have this front. And everyone's like, well, have fun playing. So, <laughs> um, but you're gonna yeah. be that lone guy standing there in the middle of the room in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, shoving a game down people's throat is not gonna work. They're gonna play what they want. So, as they should, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's what it's all about, and I think I think now more than ever, and and Silas, you know, I think you can attest to this as as well. Coming back to the the gamers want choices, we have a, a more informed, more technologically savvy 
community of, of gamers as a whole yeah. than ever before. Um, and it, and it spans, um, all ages, races, creeds, uh, everybody, they have their own way of playing and they own uh, their own way of, of, um, interacting with other people. And, um, it's, it's up to us to, um, provide more options for them. Uh, you know, everybody wants more options for entertainment. So I think, I think that's just the growing, that's going to continue to grow in that direction. And, and you've got to let them lead as, as to far, as far as what they want. And, and like you said, you don't want to shove something down their throat and yeah. we're doing this, uh, whether you like it or not. And that just doesn't fly because they can just as easily go somewhere else uh, because the Internet is a huge place yeah. full of lots of options. Right. Oh, yeah. And totally. What it, uh, Again, if you're not doing like like I understand the idea, like, uh, like if somebody's into like a very competitive scene, good for them, you know, it, but if you're trying to develop some kind of community or tool um one thing i would ask like the overall gaming community that they need to stop is telling people that they're in some marriage where they can only join one group let them join several groups they're going to anyway you know yeah. you know it's yeah. like oh you if you are this you must be a gunslinger for like example no i would no that's big yeah. access till i die the till yeah. i die mentality right otherwise you're kicked out if we see you're with another group who cares they're gonna you know, don't be an a-hole about this. Just have fun. <laughs> we would like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to hear more, you can follow us on Twitter at Silas and Sage for upcoming releases, as well as links to our previous shows on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. This has been My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, and we'll see you in two weeks.